You're listening to Sascapes, a podcast featuring the stories of arts, culture, and heritage in Saskatchewan. Disclosure, I'll admit I couldn't wait to do another podcast from Rock Glen, Saskatchewan. My hosts, Jan and Neil, welcomed me so warmly. I was honored that they contacted a dozen or more musician friends and art lover friends, all who piled into Neil's studio that night as part of their house party jam session series. Some were playing for the first time, others for longer, but this was about as free-flowing as you can get when it comes to creating music together. The impressive sound system met its fate when the power went out for several hours, but that didn't dampen the spirits one bit. The mood of the music just changed to an acoustic vibe, and the candles came out, and it was wonderful. With recorder in hand, I worked my way around the room and had a chance to talk to a few of the nicest people you'd want to meet. You'll even hear their local star, the cowboy poet. Truly. The music played non-stop through our conversation, so we weren't shy in raising our voices. I'm Kevin Power, and this is a typical house party jam session hosted by Neil Jones and Jan Johnston. Okay, so begin by telling me who you are. Maureen Sabrin. John Sabrin. Okay, and you are Rock Glen resident? No, Fife Lake. Fife Lake. Fife Lake, yeah. which is about 15 minutes from here. About, mm-hmm. yeah. And you're on a farm in Fife Lake. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, our 10-acreage, because we've sold our farm. But our it's 10 acreage. Acres not respectable in farm speak? <laughs> no. It is, because they can't throw me off of it. <laughs> we just have our house there and right. quads it. So, yeah. But you're seeding. No, our son is seeding. Oh, it's your yeah. son who's yeah. seeding. Okay, so you just sit and... I just help where I can. Right. Do you have anything on you? Do you have 
animals on your farm? Cat, um, kind of... One dog and several cats. <laughs> okay, great. Pretty low maintenance. Yeah, we're retired. Right. What did you re did you retire from farming? Yep. How many years? How many years farming? Oh, I put up over fifty years of farming, fifty six years. But now I'm starting to count where I'm working for my son. I'm still farming, but no, right. three four years ago we were quit. Is it impossible to give up completely? It. Uh, it's hard for a guy that did that all his life yeah. to get away from it. Right. But it's getting easier because health's not. I've got a touch of emphysema and all this, and right, right. I got to go to the places there's no dust. And, but I still can help. My knowledge is still there to help my son. Right. Right. Did you both grow up on farms? Well, we we've well, been you, everywhere. You did. I didn't. I was born in England. Oh, were you? Yes. Where in England? In Huddersfield, Yorkshire. Right. And uh, my mother was a war bride, and that's how I got over here because my father lived in Verwood. I don't know if you know where that is. It's not that far from here either. But um, so that's where I ended up, and then to Regina, and then took my nurses training, and then ended up with him because I came home with his sister who was also in training with me. Like so that's how I met oh, him. Oh wow. <laughs> so <laughs> was it worth it? <laughs> Watch it. I now. paid the price. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're uh, still together that proves something. <laughs> it's true. How many years? Forty seven. Right. And you're both extremely musical. Well, he's more musical than I am. He started way younger. I didn't start playing an instrument until after I've had a, several children. <laughs> and it was a case of, uh, what do they say, beat him or join him? So yeah. I guess I had to join him. Right. How long have you been playing? Since 1958, I got my first guitar. I was 14 years old. <laughs> so that's Waylon Jennings. I got my first guitar when I was 14. Right, right, right. You too. Wow. Good, good shoes to follow in. I, I love it. And now we go south and you can, and for three months and play till I, and meet new musicians and yeah. and you learn from everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and here too. Yeah, this is about the third time I play with uh, this guy. The second time, yeah. and this guy the third time. I have never heard them before. They're different, but you get something out of every one. Yeah. You 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 rob. That's what I do. And that's how you. You keep going. Right. You gotta have a, a tune coming. Was farming more secure than the thoughts of becoming a professional guitarist? Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, you can love. Uh, I love music, but it. it I never made no money at it. Uh, you know where. But oh, my first. We're having a very exciting evening. The power's just gone out again. <laughs> it's very romantic. <laughs> No, when I first started in '61 with a, with a family band, three uh, a guitar, accordion, and fiddle, I played with them 17 years or something. Right. And but they taught me the beat, and that's everybody here. They lack, and you know, that's all I did was rhythm, guitar, and and I had a Fender after a while. And but uh, I feel I was bored for eight years. A lot of rock and roll players could whip me. Young guys, I've I've had. 15, 20 bands, but they never had that beat. If you don't have a beat, you can have the 
Hard or slick you want, but if it's not well, a beat, it's nothing. What right. he's trying to say is he played rhythm guitar for so many years before he started sure. uh, doing lead. the lead. Right. And you've been singing for how long? Well, I always kind of had singing during school and stuff, glee club and different things like that, but I never really got into serious till 19... What was that? We started our own band. Yeah. I quit the, them old guys, and we started our own band with my little brother and somebody. Uh, of course, I had to. We had to wait till the kids grew up yeah, a right. little bit, so right. the older ones could babysit the younger ones while we were playing. And the name of your band is? Well, oh, we had many names. We had changed oh. changed names like we changed. Uh, musicians in the band, yeah. Borderland so, was our last Borderland band. is what we still call ourselves. We're close to the border. Oh, right, of yeah. course. Yeah. Right, oh, that's Borderline, yeah. And how often do you have the opportunity to perform? Uh, church every Sunday, just him and I. Yeah. And then our where we're from in Five Flake, uh, the, the bar owner always has a jam session every New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And we, we played our 36 years. Yeah, 36 years we've wow. been playing that. The, the mu- live music in that bar started and we started with it. Right. And then when he built the plant, it's very important to say that you know the plant, you know about the plant. Yeah. There was a big crew and I got, we got a chance to play from all of Canada. Good singers. Wow. Instead came, of us going yeah. to look for them, they come, they were workers and guitar players and guitar that's exciting. And the guy would, would uh, Lawson would throw the book. How many dances you were? We played every weekend that we wanted. Right. So we had about one, two, three, maybe four different bands, like changing people around that time. Like pretty much we had basic ones, but there'd be change of a drummer or change of whatever. Now the last few times, years we've played at the bar here on New Year's, our grandson has been playing drums for us, and our son still plays with us, but we don't have a band as such anymore. But you kept it all in the family. This is what we do. Well, how important is it that that Jan and Neil have come on the scene and created these? Yes, that's very nice. It's really great. It's something just to watch in this place. With his art and everything. That man's got a lot more talent with it than his guitar right there. Right? Yeah, it's... it's, it's uh, how long have they... Well, I'll ask them. Not that long. Yeah. No, it hasn't years. been that long. Of course, the thing is, they might have been here before we actually realized that... Right, you know, but I, I don't think much longer. Yeah. yeah. Much longer. You know, it's really fantastic mm-hmm. what they're doing. I'm glad that it gives folks like you an opportunity to keep yeah. going. Oh, yeah. We, we always... We, I try to go to uh, the hospital and the old folks on... That's on every every week in Rockland, right. but with the farm and or, or family. You, yes. But I I go when I can. Right, right. Staying alive, they call it. <laughs> it keeps you young. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you.
Illinois Poems. Start with me. Called Me and Ron Brazier. Mm. Me and Ron Brazier were killing some time down at your basic tavern. We were lining them up and tossing them back. It was a real good time we were having. We were bragging about the things we did and the things we surely do. When a lady walked in, we were looking at sin and sat down on a stool. Whispered, hey, Ron, don't be a fool. She's much too fancy for you. He said, that's a fact, but never look back. Just smile and say, how do you do? <laughs> now, the bond that makes blood brothers, friends and pals like no others, was hastily swept aside. And quick as a cat or a wink or a spat, we were brothers with blood in our eyes. We were smiling and hissing and tripping and missing with moves as smooth as silk. Playing the ropes with big eyes and big hopes, like two cows that own pale milk. Well, she played us for the fools we are, and then just dropped us flat, and left with a guy I can only describe as tall and handsome and that. Feeling sad, I said, hey, Ron, nothing will mess you up like women. He said, what the hell, I'll buy you beer. He just sat there grinning. Yeah, me and Ron Razor were killing some time down to basic tavern. We were lining them up and tossing them back. It was a real good time we were having. We were bragging about the things we did and the things we truly do. Another lady walked in, good looking at sin, and sat down on a stool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just, uh, before I stop here, I'll just do uh, uh, one of my children's poems. So keep in mind, this is written for little kids. Uh, the whole theme is Grandma Wanda, and uh, the poems are written for my grandchildren, but uh, it's... Uh, it's Wanda the computer. <laughs> Whooper duper, rooter tooter, Grandma Wanda got a new computer. She made new friends when she went online, telling the world her grandkids were fine. She sold her old cat, she bought a new hat, she traded a tire for some chicken wire. Now, Grandpa was doing the cooking and washing the ceiling. Grandma was too busy wheeling and dealing. But then one day, to Grandpa's delight, Grandma and her computer got into a fight. Grandpa heard a curbane while he was eating. Grandma was playing poker and caught the darn thing cheating. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So, we've had a chance to hear your poetry, and you are? My name is Doyle Noss from Rockland. You're from Rockland. Did you yes. grow up here? Yes, I did. We ranch south of town. You ranch south of town? Yes, we do. And what do you have running on your ranch? Uh, it's just um, basically a cow-calf operation, black Angus cattle. Right. And so, how have you been branded the cowboy poet? Hey, it's Kevin. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Just a quick reminder that the Sascapes podcast is available for free on your favorite podcast app, or you can stream it from your browser. Check out the show notes for the link. On the Sascapes homepage, you'll notice something new under the logo called Sascapes Plus. You can't miss it. There's a big button saying support with a heart icon next to it. I'd love it if you could click on that button and help keep this podcast series going. 
When Sascapes launched in May 2014, it was the first podcast in the province celebrating arts, culture, and heritage. In fact, you'd have been pretty hard-pressed to find any Saskatchewan podcast. So I'd like to think that we paved the way. It's been because of your support that this podcast is now in its ninth year. Okay, that's it. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, I haven't really. <laughs> That's how you've been introduced to me. Oh, well, there might be three people that would... Yeah, no, I, I haven't done this very much. It's just fooling around little amongst friends, you know? Right. It's not, never taken it very serious or taken it very far. Just more for my own entertainment, I guess. That's okay. That's hopefully why we all... Sure. Do something for our own entertainment. And if other people listen, well, bonus, right? Right. Um, so what's it like going up in small town Rock Glen? Uh, it, was, it was great. Uh, it was at a time when I was born in 1956 and I graduated high school in 1974. And it was a good time to, to grow up in a rural area. Things were improving. Uh, the infrastructure was being built and improved. Uh, my dad saw the roads paved, elevators built, hospitals built. Since then, most of that in small businesses. Uh, and since then, a lot of that infrastructure has disappeared. But uh, it, it was a great time to be a kid. There was uh, 1972 was the largest enrollment in Rockland School. There was uh, close to 600 kids. It takes in a pretty big area. But uh, now it's down to just a little over 100. So... Hmm. No, and there's uh, no hospital anymore. Right? Uh, not no, I guess not. Hmm. Right. No, it's it's so you know it's it's not unique to Rockland, but the, the right. excuse me, the, the small rural communities have. have uh, I had an opportunity to see the train station this afternoon. Do you have fond memories of that place? Growing uh, up? a little, a little. Uh, things used to come in on the train when I was quite young, and there was. Uh, of course, the station agent always, they came and, and, and went different station agents, and they had kids, so we went to school with some of the, oh, right. some of the station agent kids, as well as the doctor's kids, and, the, and uh, you know, there was the two kids like that that, that came right. and went over the years. I was asking Dick Oaks this afternoon no, if no, uh, he knew if any of the station agents were still around. Right. He wasn't sure. Uh, you know, I'm not sure either. None that I know of. Uh, it was just kind of the end of that era was just when I was was quite small. So I'm not really sure. I didn't know. Like I said, I, I knew some of the kids, but they've all long moved away. So I understand the population starting to pick up again. I guess possibly. Um, a few years ago, there was empty houses in these small towns, and now the people are coming back to retire. And, uh, and a lot of people now, if they work in isolation where they're a couple weeks in, a couple weeks out, it doesn't matter as much where they live. They're thinking it's, it's still nice to raise a family in a, in a small, small rural town. So there, there's some of that going on. No ambition to head for the big city? No. This is your speed? Yes, yes. It's, uh, it's what we do, I guess. It's, and your farm is doing well? Uh, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's always been a struggle. It's the, the people that are left, uh, I, I think are mostly here because they want to be. Uh, we raised our kids and, and it, it was great. And it's, it's, it's not 
big business as the world knows business today. It's more of a it's more of a international labor Yes, I think so. I think so. But, uh, but you still you must have quite a constitution to keep a farm running in the face of such um, adversity business wise. Uh yeah, yes, I guess. I mean, many people would sell the farm. Right. Yes. Yes, I guess when you when you owe more than it's yeah. worth, there's not much incentive right. to sell it. Right. Was the farm in your family before? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, it was. Yeah. It's uh, it's a second generation farm, so right. And which well, is which isn't old by today's, you know, by there's third and fourth generation farms, but this down south on the border here was some of the last homesteaded land. So it's uh, yeah, we were kind of behind down here in in that respect, and the land is it varies a lot, but by Generally, it's poorer land here than the good farmland, and that's why it's it's as opposed to small farms, mixed farms is how people made it made a living. Uh, it's more specialized now, and some of the poorer land, like in our area, is is, is more ranching. Right, and it's just the economics of it. Sure. So, and so, do you do you think your children um, want to take over from you? Uh, well, we have three three kids. Uh, the oldest the oldest has has bought a, a small ranch, and he works at the mine of Cornac and Ranches and helps out. So yes, we we have one one of our kids is, is ranching. Well, I'm glad that you've got poetry to kind of have a creative outlet there. Well, thank you. It's pretty hysterical stuff you've written. Well, thank you. You are Jeanette Belbeck. Jeanette Belbeck. And here in Rock Glen, you run a cafe. Yes, I do. The Burning Hills Cafe. Right. And how long have you had the cafe? Three years. And is, did you found it? No. You didn't? No, I purchased it. Right. It had been closed down, uh-huh. and we bought it then. Did you grow up in Rock Glen? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, just on Lazoo. Which is how far from Rock Glen? 11 miles, I think. Right. And so, um, what does the cafe specialize in? Everything. Everything. <laughs> yes. Do you do all your own baking? Every, yep. Everything? Everything's made from scratch. Yep. Right. All our baking is homemade. Right. We do a lot like different things, pierogies and stuff like that. Right. And so, do you see a lot of tourists coming through? Yes, we do. Yep. Right? Yep. Any uh, interesting stories? Of well, we've just had people from all over the world, from Japan and Germany and Norway. And How do they find out about Rockland? I think a lot of them have relatives in the area. Oh, right. You know, come home from reunions or something. And right, right. Is it tough to run a cafe in a small town? I mean, uh, yes and no. It's long hours. Right. But if you enjoy doing it, it's, it's right. not hard work. How many uh, people do you have working there? Uh, seven. Oh, oh. <laughs> and you serve coffee, of course. Yep, coffee, fresh baking, uh, just regular Canadian meals. Lattes, Americanos. No, no, no. Just good old. Just old coffee. coffee. Yeah. Girl. Yep. And decaf as well. Nope. No, nobody oh. does decaf anymore. Nope. 
guess it's a waste if you're yeah. going to drink coffee, go for <laughs> yep. the real thing, right? That's what I think. And yeah. so tell me how you hooked up with Neil and Jan because you're, you're sort of partners in crime of creating this industry. Well, we met them through the cafe. They had come in and out of the cafe. We met them that way. Yeah. We're interested in art and right. being that Neil's an artist and I just went from there. Right. Do you have uh, an artistic background yourself? Or no, I don't. Background? No, no, you're no. just a lover of, yep, an appreciator of, so, yep. So you do your part, and we display uh, <laughs> local say, art. Do you have a gallery yep. space in the cafe. Oh yeah, yeah. Our walls are all covered with local artwork. Oh right, there are a lot of local artists here. Oh yes, there is lots. It's, yeah, it's quite something. Yep. I'm quite, I'm quite amazed at the terrain around here. I honestly didn't think it was this hilly. Oh, it's beautiful here. It really is lovely. Yeah, very beautiful here. Yep. Right, and do you have family living here? Our children are all grown and live in Alberta and BC. Right. None none here now? Nope. Nope. So they said, you said, would you like to work at the cafe? And they said, sorry, I'm leaving. Oh, no. oh they, they were long gone before we even bought the cafe. Oh, were they? Yeah. Yeah, they were all grown up. Yeah. Wow. That's wonderful. What was the story behind the cafe before you bought it? How long it had it been around? Well, it's been there for, in that spot for years. Uh -huh. It was a Chinese cafe years and years ago. Oh. And that... Chinese Cafe was a theater at one time. There is a theater here called the Dreamland. Dreamland, theater. yeah, but it used to be where the cafe sits right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and the Chinese family that owned it, they they just they sold and left town? Yeah. Because every town, in, small town in Saskatchewan, seems to always have one Chinese yeah. restaurant. There was, so that yeah. would have been it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, any Chinese food featured on your menu? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> We do have a smorg every now and then. It's Chinese food, though. Right. So how long had it sat empty before you? About uh, four or five months it was empty. Oh, so there wasn't a huge no. renovation that had to happen no. as far as getting a place retrofitted no. and everything? No, it didn't take as long to get it up. Right. About a month. Right. Had you been in the customer service industry, so the food industry prior mm -hmm. to that? Yep. Do you have a background in what What had you done prior to I, that? I worked in the nursing home. I was a cook in the nursing home for That's 18 years. Where is the nursing home? Just here in town. Does it still exist? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a fairly new one. It's only been early 90s that they built it, I think. Right. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to make in a cafe? Or what's the most popular thing? Sour cream raisin pie and coconut cream. Sour pie. cream raisin pie. Yeah. And are any of the recipes there family recipes? Uh, yeah, some of them are, yep. Right. Wow, sour cream raisin pie. It's it's very old, an old fashioned recipe. Really? Yep. So that's on the menu pretty much uh, daily. It's in the pie cooler. Yeah, most right. of the time. Yeah. Right. How often do you find yourself baking? Every day. Every much. single day. So you pretty can much, you yeah. can basically polish off a pie in a day. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what you don't finish gets to go home. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. When you get home, do you? Is the last thing you want to do cook? Yeah, we never cook at home. Is that right? Never. No. You order out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just stock the freezer with yeah. frozen food? No, we eat at the cafe all the time. We're there. Oh, right. I oh, open okay. and close every day. So. so you don't mind eating your own food? No, no. So now some chefs cook all day and then they just anything but. Yeah. Well, it's nice to eat somebody else's cooking too sometimes. Right. Yeah. Right. And do, do does the cafe get used for other community functions? Do people uh, cook it for events? Yeah, we've had a few different events in there, yeah. Right. And we just expanded. We, 2012, we put a, an addition on. So how many people can you see? 75. Right. 
seeds now. Well, I was saying you've got very good reviews online. Well, thank you. Which is pretty important to establish. So I hope that you have a great summer this summer with tourists coming through. Oh, I think we will, yeah. That's really probably the bulk of your business happens in the summertime, right? Yeah, we get we do get a lot of tourists. So. Right, and then during the down during the downtime, there are probably a group of locals that go there every day for the oh, coffee yeah. in the morning. We have coffee people every morning, right. table of men and a table of women. Oh, they sit separately. Oh yeah, right. you wouldn't sit together. No. They don't. No, you oh, no. just don't do that. No, no. <laughs> who are who are some of the more notable people that show up there every morning? Some of the more see. colorful folk. Jane is there every day. Is she? She's there moments after I open the door in the morning. Right. Uh, Ross. Grace. Grace Hagee. Yeah, she's about 96 years old. She walks to cafe every day. No kidding. She grew up here? Yep. Wow. Yep, she walks to the cafe every day, no matter what the weather's like. Is that right? Yep. And if she's not going to come down, she'll phone to let me know. And so then, you, then you come to her? Well, then I let her friends know she's not coming so they don't worry about her. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But everybody knows each other in this town. Oh, yeah. Tell me, as, as someone who didn't grow up in Saskatchewan, why do the women sit at one table and the men sit at the other? Because they have no interest in discussing the same topic? I think as they talk about one another, I don't know. Is that what it is? <laughs> I think so, yeah. The women all vent about how difficult their husbands yes. are being? Yep. And the husbands all vent about why the, how their wives just constantly nag? Yes, I think so, yeah. Yep. Right. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty stereotypical setup. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks for talking to me. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening. The Sascapes podcast is created by Kevin Power as part of the Culture Days Animateur program operated by Sass Culture. Funding to the cultural sector is provided through the Saskatchewan Lotteries Trust Fund for Sports, Culture and Recreation. If you want to hear more of these podcasts or to see the great work being done by other Sass Culture animateurs, please visit www.iheartculture.ca. Special thanks to Paved Arts in Saskatoon for their technical support. Music for Sascapes is provided by Saskatchewan-born singer-songwriter Jeffrey Straker. There is no end to the stories to be told. So, until next time...